This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast... So let's take this phrase and then let's rephrase it, right? Key, key phrase of this podcast, the presence of rest must be higher than your level of stress. That's our key phrase. The presence of rest must be higher than your level of stress. Let's flip that and rephrase it. Um, the higher the stress, the lower your awareness of Jesus at the moment. Thank you for listening to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry resource of Journey Church International. My name's Brandon, and today I'm having a conversation with Pastor Christian about Sunday's message from our series called Address the Mess, where we're learning to address and confront the things in our lives that are holding us back from fully stepping into God's purpose for our lives. Um, today we're going to be addressing the mess of stress. Pastor Christian, welcome back to the podcast. Let's talk about leadership before we jump into the message um, today. The leadership question actually fits in with our, our current series. In fact, it's a good transition. Um, here's the question. The question is this. How do you help a leader who says they are a Christian, however, you know they're not living in a way that represents Jesus well? So that's a great question. You know, you and I have have just been talking. Let me say first a big thank you. Um, to our listeners, more than 17,000 downloads of our podcast uh, since January 1 this year. We are, for the first time ever, uh, not taking a break for the summer with our podcast. So every week, you'll be able to get on the Activate podcast. You'll be able to take that message a step further in in its activation in your life, which is really, really exciting. So I'm looking forward to the summer uh, of 2019. How do you help a leader who says they're a Christian, however you know, they're living in a way that doesn't represent Jesus well. It's hard when a leader doesn't represent Jesus well. We had our staff day of fun today uh, before we report, recorded this podcast. Every year after Easter, we go out and celebrate. Uh, and today we went to a place called Chicken and Pickle um, down in, uh, in in kind of the, the river, riverside, riverside area, side, yeah. uh, which was a lot of fun. And we have some staff that when they begin to compete, sometimes they don't represent Jesus well, especially the females on our staff. So um, this might be a, a good podcast for our staff to listen to because we have some people that get a little aggressive while they're while they're playing pickleball and um, when they when they swing and miss or when they hit the ball out of bounds. So we'll be praying for our interns and some of our female staff that they can represent Jesus well as they uh, as they live. Um, but in all seriousness, this is a really important leadership um, question. Because as we look at our levels of leadership at our church, from leading yourself to leading others to leading leaders, uh, the first area of leadership is is leading um, yourself. And to be able to lead yourself, you have to be able to submit to authority, which, which means is there, um, you know, is, is there anyone who has authority over me? And as a leader, if you can't answer yes to that question, um, not just in in Jesus and the Holy Spirit, but in but in the Scriptures, um, you, you're gonna you're gonna have issues. We have to submit to the authority of Christ, and we have to submit um, to the authority of Scripture. James three one says, "Not very many people should claim to be teachers, should claim to be leaders, because they're going to be judged more strictly." And if you are leading others, one thing you have to be able to do is provide soul care and some. Sometimes part of that soul care is spiritual confrontation. You have to learn to deal with conflict. You have to deal, learn to deal with confrontation. So Matthew 18 provides a simple recipe. How do I lead someone who says they're a Christian, but they're living in a way that doesn't represent Jesus? Well, you have to go confront them. Um, you know, not, not in anger, um, but you have to go talk to them, just you and them, one at a time. Um, and if you are leading someone, that's your responsibility. Go talk to them. Go tell them 
what you see Jesus standard being and what you see their life being, show them what the gap is and have a conversation together about how they're going to close that gap. If that conversation doesn't go well between you and them, take somebody else back with you. If it doesn't go well with two of you, you need to bring the leader of your ministry area or your job, wherever you work uh, or your household to them. Um, You need to have a, a family meeting and you need to disciple them. And if they can't be discipled, you have to discipline them, um, which means you need to you need to remove them, because ultimately, especially in in the world of spiritual leadership, we represent Jesus. We we ultimately don't represent Journey; we represent Jesus. So when we have someone who says, "I'm a spiritual leader um, at Journey, but I don't represent Jesus well," we say, "Sorry, that's that's not going to work because we don't want you to represent Journey. We want you to represent Jesus, and you have to represent Him well." We're dealing with this uh, right now. We've we've got a leader who were who we're talking about bringing in deeper to our church. And like we do with any leader that we ever do this, we go scan their social media for the last two or three years. And we look for areas that are not representative of Jesus. And we have conversations about those posts, about those times, about those parties, about those hangouts. Um, and, and we say, help us understand what this is. Help us understand if this is a part of your life and let us help you understand what your life needs to look like from, from all angles. A 360 degree view of your life from your social media to your interactions on Sunday to um, just you sitting in a room reading your Bible, um, who, who Jesus has to see you as, who we have to see you as, who the world has to see you as. So, I mean, this is, this is just part of spiritual leadership. If you take it seriously, you realize people shouldn't be leaders unless they're willing to be judged more strictly. And if you see someone who needs help, you have to confront them. You have to disciple them. If that doesn't work, you've got to discipline them. You, you've, got to, you've got to remove them from ministry until they're ready to represent Jesus well. And what I appreciate about you, Pastor Christian, and and other leaders that journey is when we've seen this and we've confronted people, it doesn't immediately disqualify them from ministry. We look at it as an opportunity to disciple. So no doubt, really, yeah. and and nine times out of ten, when you have somebody who's pursuing Jesus. Um, they are very, very grateful. Um, yes. Might be painful, but they're grateful for the discipleship. Well, let's jump into uh, Sunday's message. We had the privilege of hearing a message from pra- Pastor Brian Bloy. He's a great friend of Journey and a personal mentor for you and Danielle. Um, he talks specifically the, about the mess that stress can cause in our lives. And the fact is, we'll all face stress in our lives. And, and, and I've often heard, and I've actually said it myself, I just don't want any more stress in my life. Pastor Christian, is it our goal in life to live stress-free? And, and if it isn't, what would be a healthy perspective on stress look like? So it sounds good. You know, I mean, is it, is it my goal in life to live stress-free? Um, gosh, I mean, yeah, I, I, w- I would like to have a life without stress. But I think what we learned through this message um, is, is that stress is an emotional reaction. It's a spiritual reaction. It's not a state. So stress doesn't have anything to do with your family. It doesn't have anything to do with your work. It doesn't have anything to do with your health. It has to do with your spiritual reaction to those things. Um, here, here's, here's the key phrase, right? The presence of rest must be more than your level of stress. In life, spiritually, the presence of rest must be more than the level of stress. So uh, several years ago, 2016, we moved into our building for the first time. Uh, we went from two services to, you know, to four within, it, it seemed like, less than six months. Um, 
you know, we went from a church that had that had services, like public environments, six hours a week, and a in a rental school to six days a week. And, and Brandon, I fried, man. I mean, I just in in trying to manage the staff and trying to manage new services and trying to love new people and trying to preach twice as many times. I mean, I just about fried, and I and I ended up back with my counselor who I had been with eight years earlier in a. Uh, in a in a really bad season of life, uh, really really stressful season of life, what I would call bad stress. Um, and as I as I talk with my counselor Rick, and I just said, "Man, here's what here's what's going on, and here's how I feel, and I feel so overwhelmed." And gosh, I don't know if I can make it, and maybe I'm not cut out for ministry long term. Um, he said, "What's changed?" You know, we he said we we sat in this office in 2011, and we had this exact same conversation. And he said, "Are you in the exact same situation?" Um, and it was almost offensive to be asked that question because he knew where I had come from and unhealthy, how unhealthy that was. And he knew where we were and how healthy it was. I mean, we, we went, we went from a situation that was imploding negatively spiritually to one that was exploding positively spiritually. Um, but he said, look at yourself. You are, you're in the exact same spot. So he said, clearly, um, how you feel is not based on what's going on, but how you react to it. Because in the worst season of your life and in the best season of your life, um, you have been left in the exact same place. In the worst season of your life, you were so burdened by stress because you couldn't fix it um, that you almost crashed and burned. You took all the responsibility on your shoulders. And now in the best season of your life, you are so stressed because you can't control it. You can't contain it. And once again, you're taking all the responsibility on your shoulders. And he said, what, what you're showing me is when life goes bad, you are not able to rest in Jesus. And when life goes good, you are not able to rest in Jesus. So your experiences have nothing to do with good church, bad church, small church, big church. Your experiences have to do with you not being able to rest in Jesus in all areas of your life. Um, so would I like to live life stress-free? I would. You know, I mean, I, I think I think certain stressors at, at times have the ability to sharpen us and shape us and make us better. But ultimately, the presence of rest must be higher than the level of stress, good stress or bad stress. Um, it, it ultimately comes down to do you rest? Do you trust in Jesus. And when things are really bad, do you trust that he's working? And when they're so good that you can't control it, do you trust that he has a plan? Do you trust Jesus? Ultimately, stress is a result of your level of trust, not your state of life. That's really good. And we talked about that in a previous podcast. I believe the title is called Green Pastures. Um, so if you if you have not heard that message, you need to go back and listen to it because Pastor Christian unpacks that even, even more. Such a good message on rest. Um, Pastor Brian this past Sunday showed us how Jesus was an incredible example of how to cope with stress. Uh, first, Jesus knew who he was. More specifically, Jesus knew that he was a child of God. As Christians, does knowing that we are dearly loved sons and daughters of God help us overcome the stress in our life? It should. I mean, if 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 we understand Christianity, if we understand what I would call unconditional love, the the New Testament church kind of created this word that you don't find a whole lot in Greek literature, the Greek word agape or agape, which is which is this unconditional love. It, it, it wasn't a word found a whole lot until the church came around. And then it was the way that Jesus loved them and they loved each other and the way they understood God's love. Uh, and so often Pastor Brian unpacks this, you know, sh- stress is is not being able to live up to the expectations 
that others have for you or that you have for yourself. Stress is a condition of not meeting the conditions that you've set for rest. And when you say, what are the conditions to rest in Jesus? God says, none. Just just trust me. Um, my my conditions are unconditional. Just just come to me. Just trust me. Just find rest. Um, you, you say, well, aren't we supposed to follow the commands of Scripture? We are, but Jesus said even his commands will bring rest. Even following his commands will bring rest to our soul. Um, so, I, yes, Christians, Christians can process stress correctly. Christians can overcome stress by trusting in the unconditional love of God. And again, to reflect on my life, uh, when everything seems to be falling apart, do you believe you're unconditionally loved by God? He's aware. He's got some plan, even though you can't see it yet. Uh, you have to believe yes. And, and in the best of times, when things seem to be going out of control, do you believe God has a plan that is that is based in his unconditional love for you? I think the answer is yes. So we can overcome stress by resting and trusting um, in God and his love for us and, and living closely to him, which is, which is, I know, where we're going to go in the next question. Well, that's good. Let's transition to that, because I absolutely love this thought that Pastor Brian unpacked for us from Sunday. He states that, and I want you to capture this, this is a really powerful thought, trying to live for God apart from intimacy with God or that relationship with God leads to irritation with people and bitterness at God. You know, Pastor Christian, like many professions, being a pastor is incredibly stressful. I know you know what stress looks like. I know you know what it feels like. But I have seen you personally um, respond calmly in the midst of some pretty intense moments when most people would be stressed out of their mind. Uh, let me ask you this. When, when you're in the midst of a stress, stressful situation, can you describe how how your relationship with God, your intimacy with God allows you to process stress differently, even correctly? Yeah, I mean, that's that's hard in a, in a moment to just practically say do A and B and, and C happens. Uh, but I, I just go back to... You know, stress stress comes out of an empty reserve at reservoir of rest, right? I mean, every time you meet with Jesus, you make a deposit into rest. Every time you pray, you make a deposit into rest. Every time you 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 meditate on worship music, you make a deposit of rest. Every time you sit in small group and discuss strip scripture, you make a deposit of rest. Every time you have a friend pray over you, you make a deposit of rest. Every time you listen to a sermon, so you know, every, every time you're connecting with Jesus, who who is the person of rest. You're making this deposit of rest. And what happens is, is when you enter a stressful situation, that, that vault door flies open, right? And you, and you start withdrawing. Yeah. I mean, you immediately start withdrawing the rest you need. And if you have made lots of deposits over time, um, you can, you can cash those in. It's like your spirit naturally cashes in those investments that you made in, in who Jesus is in a time that wasn't stressful, you invested heavily so you would get a good return on times um, that were stressful. Uh, and when that vault door flies open and there's nothing there, you feel like you feel like someone falling through the air who's grasping at air and who do, and who does not have a parachute. So it's the investment of rest before stress that I think allows you to, to feel like you, you've got a, a good foothold, so, you know, a, a, a good cushion that you're, that you're going to fall back on. Um, just personally, you know, on a daily basis, you, you said, um, pastoring is hard. I mean, 
you've been a you've been a coach coaching is hard you've been a teacher teaching is hard um you know leading a business is hard being a nurse and a doctor and a lawyer i mean it just has to be super stressful um being a union worker and and traveling all over america at all and working all kinds of crazy hours um you know till you can put in your time to to retire or get to stay home i mean that every everything is stressful and what i find is i try to meet with god on my most stressful days um, I try to, I try doubly hard to make sure I meet with God. Cause I, I can't tell you how many, I say dozens of times, it's probably hundreds sure. that I have the exact same thought that I, that I don't, I don't intentionally head towards. I just find myself having it when I, when I have my quiet time, when I do my journaling, uh, even that sometimes can happen with a very busy mind. But when I pray and I always try to pray on my knees, because for me, it is a posture of stopping, you know, Psalm 46, 10 says, be still. So I feel like sometimes I have to get off my feet to be still, like like physically stop. It is, it is me in a posture of stopping, and I find out that that on the days that I'm the most stressed and I pray, I hit my knees, and and I seem to start my prayer with a deep breath, and I realize, and I think I've realized this hundreds of times in the moment. I think that's the first time I've taken a deep breath today, um, and I I did not pray. To relieve stress, but praying relieve stress because it allowed my body to stop. It allowed my mind to stop. It allowed my worry to stop. And, and when I, when I get down on my knees, when I put my arms, you know, across the couch in my office and I get in my posture of prayer and I take a deep breath, I think, holy cow, I think that's the first full breath of air that's come into my lungs today. And that is, that's rest that that is rest that is rest in jesus and then you just say okay jesus man i am like super overwhelmed but just the deep breath in that one line of prayer it seems like so often allows you to so unpack your burdens to god that you begin the process of rest right in the middle of stress if you will have an intimacy with jesus that's a really powerful reminder um Let's jump back into the example that Jesus um, provides for us on how to handle stress. You know, Jesus was able to cope with stress, stress because he he knew where to find his self worth. Um, Pastor Brian pointed out that stress comes in our lives when we look for self self worth in unhealthy places. He mentioned five of the most common unhealthy places we look um, for self worth: there, your appearance, um, your net worth, who you know, what you do, and what you achieve. Pastor Christian, as you heard that list um, or see that list there in front of you, which one of these five unhealthy places has caused you the most stress? And then maybe a secondary question, how'd you overcome it? So for me, probably, I mean, so I've been looking at this list since you sent it over um, yesterday afternoon. Right. And I've been trying to rule out, you know, so I've been trying to rank them. um, And I thought, you know, I don't think my appearance has ever caused me a a whole lot of stress. I've, you know, I've not had a ton to live up to there. And, um, I've lived in a world of sports where the number on my back has always went more than my face. So that, you know, that's not, that's not been a big deal. Net worth. I've, I don't know that I've hardly ever even thought about that. So I don't think that in, in ministry is something you pursue, um, a whole lot who, you know, who, you know, I, I, um, it hasn't been one. Um, you know, I don't think what I do, but when, when I read that last one, what you achieve, it's like, yeah, I think, I think achievement uh, for me has caused a lot of stress. I I am, I am an I am a natural achiever. Um, I I just learned early somehow between a mix of, 
the educational world my mom and dad were in. Dad was a principal. Mom was a teacher. That, so that was our world. And then the athletic world that my dad was in. Dad was a coach. Um, I think I just thought I'm, suppo- I'm supposed to do well there. This is what, this is what we do as a family. Um, so achievement academically was always critically important to me. Um, and, and, and God gave me a mind and habits um, that were good. I, you know, I think in four years of high school, I had one B on, on a report card and four years of college. I think I had one, one B on a report card. I worked really hard. Um, and, and when I would get that a, it would signal you're you're good enough, but I would be really stressed, really stressed, um, about that. I, you know, I remember arguing with teachers, you know, over a minuses, trying to turn them into a's and over a's trying to turn them into a pluses and over tests and papers, they got a hundred on when they didn't let the extra credit count because <laughs> I mean, I, it was, I, I was driven by achievement in the same, in the same thing in sports. Um, and I, and I think when, when that carries over into, into your life, when you're good at that, when you're in elementary school and high school and college a little bit, that can, that can carry over. And ultimately in life you fail. I mean, the, the very, very best people fail. Um, and when you constantly have to achieve to feel good enough, when you ultimately have to achieve as your identity, and then you hit failure, um, you, you've got a, you've got a big problem. So, you know, for me, um, you know, learning to, learning to cope with finding myself worth outside of achievement, being able to rest in who Jesus is, being able to enjoy achievement, even pursue achievement. We believe what we're doing, uh, at our church, uh, it, it, we're doing it because God's called us to, we, we believe it's really, really important. Um, and we believe it's Im- important to move forward, not, not backwards, you know, but we realize we are not loved more or less based on if we have a great Sunday or a bad Sunday or a good year or a bad year, if offerings are good or bad, or if attendance is good or bad. Um, there's a difference between being on mission and, and being consumed with self and attaching mission to self instead of Messiah to self. One leads to rest. One leads to just, um, I mean, just a, a crazy amount of burnout because you place your self identity in, in something you have to work for, not, not the unconditional love, but something you have to work for. Um, and then your, your identity becomes a reward rather than a rest. Um, so I, I'm, I'm still learning that, that certainly for me is, is the big one. Um, you know, I've, I've had a counselor tell me, you know, Christian, you're a human being, you're not a human doing, you have to quit judging yourself by how you do that worked really well when you were in elementary school, middle school, high school, and college, because you did things really, really well. But that's not, that's not how, that's not how the world runs. And that's not how you've ultimately been created. And God will, he'll take everything you do and cause it to be failure until you will learn to be uh, with Jesus instead of, instead of to do for Jesus. So once you learn to give that to him and not make him take that from you and just to be at rest with Jesus and then to, and then to do as a result of that, to live from Jesus rather than for Jesus. Um, there, there is even rest in the drive to accomplish the mission that, that God's called you to. Pastor Christian, last question. Let's, let's tie a bow around this. And I've heard you say it multiple times today, and I just want you to, you know, wrap this, wrap this up with this question. Please help us understand how choosing to live with constant stress in our lives. Cause I think it's a choice. I mean, you, you have a choice whether you're going to let some things stress you out or not stress you out. Um, 
talk to us a little bit more. You've you've really mentioned it's a spiritual problem more than anything else, isn't it? To choose to live with stress, no doubt. So so let's take this phrase and then let's rephrase it. Right, key key phrase of this podcast: the presence of rest must be higher than your level of stress. That's our key phrase: the presence of rest must be higher than your level of stress. Let's flip that and rephrase it. Um, the higher the stress, the lower your awareness of Jesus at the moment. I mean, that, like, that's the reality, right? I, I, I love to go to Israel, going to Israel in January. Uh, Lord willing, we're going to take a next-gen uh, Israel trip with some of our, our high school and college students in June of 2020. And one of my favorite moments in Israel, I say they're all my favorite, yeah, um, yeah. and they are, but maybe my favorite, favorite <laughs> moment um, is our boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. Yes. And when we're on our boat ride on the Sea of Galilee, I, I turn uh, to the Gospels where the disciples and Jesus were cro- crossing from one side of the lake to the other, and they were in a boat. Jesus was tired because he'd been doing ministry. The disciples were all wired because they'd been watching Jesus do ministry instead of doing ministry alongside him. He falls asleep in the boat. The wind and the waves kick up. The storm's going crazy, and they all think they're going to die. And they wake up Jesus, who's, who's in the, I mean, he's in the boat. And they wake him up and they said, don't you care if we die? The, the higher the stress, the lower the, aware, the, aware, the awareness of Jesus. Um, and it, at that moment, their stress level was so high that they forgot they had the one who made the wind and the waves with him. And instead of nudging him and saying, hey, um, could, could, could you stop this? They instead questioned his care for them. Um, don't you care if we die? And he didn't answer that question, yes or no. He just told the wind and the waves to be quiet and kind of said, grow up. Um, and and I, then maybe he went back to sleep. I'm not sure. Um, but Brandon, in every stressful situation we have, if we're, if we're Christians, in every stressful situation you have, Jesus is in the boat. The higher your level of stress, the lower your awareness that he's right there. And he's not asleep, but he's waiting on you to cry out, call out and say, hey, can can you deal with this? Um, and I think sometimes he's sitting just wondering what's taking you so long. Yeah. What's taking you so long to nudge him and say, um, can can you help in this situation? So the presence of rest has to be higher than the level of stress. The higher the level of stress, the lower the awareness of Jesus. But he's in the boat. He's always in the boat. Um, nudge him and ask for his help. And settle down and and have some rest, even in the midst of stress. That's really good, Pastor Christian. Thank you once again for for helping us address another mess in our lives. And thanks for inviting Pastor Brian to be with us this Sunday. It was a great message, and and uh, and we're really really excited about what this is going to do in the lives of of people. Um, and we want to thank you for listening to the podcast. We want to remind you that you do not need to address the mess in your life alone. If you would like further help in any of the areas that we've talked about in the, in this podcast or our other podcasts in the series, please don't hesitate to send us an email to activate at ter- takethejourney.cc and we can start getting you the proper help you need. And thanks for tuning in from wherever you're at and whatever you're doing. And we really look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, 
please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.